The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate world. the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel, infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. And uh, yeah, just on that last note, for you guys who are on Rumble, you know, our friend, someone you can trust, who is not someone you can trust, continues to come in and be deceptive as though he is one of us when he rejects, when he rejects the lordship of Jesus Christ and the fact that he is God in the flesh. Some of you guys have seen that guy come in there and make it, he's still coming in there. So I just want to, it's a, it's a, look, it may seem mean, but I'm not trying to be mean. There is a, a, a reason the Bible says that we're to confront people like that, that we're to call them out. They're trying to creep in unawares to lead people astray. And so I don't do it with any joy in my heart of calling somebody out who comes in trying to act like they're one of us when they are not. They are, in fact, antichrist. And so over on Rumble, if you see someone you trust, realize whatever he says, there is an Islamic backing behind that. Okay? We are not under the same God. And you guys heard some of that when we had uh, Hedia on the show, and I was very appreciative of her making all those distinctions that she made even of Islam because I realized there are distinctions within that. But, but this guy definitely... Just just be on the on the aware about that. With that said, we are streaming on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, top of the page, right side. All you got to do is click play there. If you are on Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch or you want to see the faces made for radio along with the rest of the stuff I'm going to do, you can go there. 
top of the page, right side. And then on the left side is Bradley's show from yesterday. Uh, that'll be up till 3 p.m. Eastern, and then he'll be live. Okay? All right, so you can check that out at sonsoflibertymedia.com. We're also on Rumble, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. We're on beforeitsnews.com, top of the page there. We're on Twitch at Setting Brush Fires. We're on DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty. And we're on uh, Roku on Cutting Edge TV. So be sure to check out those and uh, support those guys as well. We, we appreciate them uh, carrying us on those platforms. And also, while you're at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, right up under where we're streaming live, there's a place where you can uh, subscribe and you can get our newsletter. Now, look, I, some of you send me a lot of stuff, and I'm very appreciative of it. <laughs> Sometimes you're sending me stuff we've already reported on. And um, I don't know if you see the site or you don't see the site. I don't know. But right up under where you sign up for the newsletter is a little box called a search. Now, some people ask me, Tim, where can I find this? Where was that? Where? Well, try putting in some keywords of what you're looking for, and you can probably find it here on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, okay? Uh, we cover a lot of stuff. We've got a lot of people who contribute, and I'm always looking for more people who want to contribute. Maybe you've got a, you've got a probably a better writing skill than I, because I, I'm a terrible writer. <laughs> I am. Uh, kind of like I feel with being a radio show host. But in any case, it, maybe you have that, and you say, hey, I've got news that I we make news every week. You know, like our friend the Heichel is up there. They're making news every week. Um, and you say, hey, we want to include some video and give you some words about what... Hey, get with me. Send me an email. Click on the uh, contact button at the top of the page here. Contact us. Click on that. Send me a message. Make it for Tim and say, hey, this is who we are. This is what we want to write about. Or you know, we've got videos, whatever the case may be. And send me an email. We'll get you set up. We'll get you an outlet to put it out on. And I'll, I'll make sure it goes out on several, as a matter of fact. Also, sonsoflibertymedia.com, if you want, uh, appreciate our message... And you want to support us in that, there's a way to do that. There's a donate button at the top of the page. Click on that and make a one-time donation. Or become a partner with us as a son or daughter of Liberty. These are monthly partners. And then our store is available with lots of products in it. This week we're highlighting uh, Grass Doesn't Work, The Rocks Do Again. Um, a book by Bradley Dean. Okay? And uh, so it's normally an $11 donation. You can get 35% off when you use the promo code ROCKS. Okay? Pretty simple. <laughs> ROCKS. And that's through Saturday night at midnight. You'll get 35% off. So if you want to get this book by Bradley uh, and pick it up, then then now's the time to do it. 35% off. That's a pretty good deal. All right? That's a pretty good deal. All right. So I got to tell you, um, I cannot for the life of me. You know, our family actually used to watch the Winter Olympics. That was the only thing we, we liked. There was a couple of things like, you know, ski jumping and snowboarding. Uh, that was about it. But we used to watch those things, right? I, I haven't. I think I saw one thing this uh, this week. Uh, but here's what gets me: you've got Donald Trump calling it the China virus, right? You got the Mockingbird Media finally coming on board and asking, "Oh, is the it, this came from China?" Right? They're telling you that too. And then we are so naive as to send an Olympic team to China. And China doesn't want them talking about anything bad that they're doing. And our representatives don't want them talking about anything bad China's doing. And now we're getting word, there was a whistleblower that came out the other day, I think it was yesterday, saying they're already spreading some kind of fever. And I'm assuming they're spreading it among the athletes. I haven't verified that any of that's going on, but I got to tell you, talk about a Trojan horse. Yeah, let's go have some sporting events. Make your people sick. I, you know, and I don't even know if the stuff spreads. I, I just, I don't. I hear that, and I'm like, did somebody get there and watch the bacteria, the germ, the whatever the stuff is that they call, and they want to spread? Did they see it go from this person to that person, or is that an assumption? Maybe they ate the same food, they're in the same environment, they breathe the same dirty air, whatever the case may be. That's never a question. It's always, oh, well, you just pass that on to somebody. And as we've been looking, it has a lot to do with what we put in our bodies, the environment we're in, the lack of 
certain things. It's just, it's incredible. It, that's just a thought that, ha- that has nothing to do with what we're talking about today. I just, I w- I've been thinking about that the past couple of days, and I just think, boy, that has to be one of the most foolish things that you could do is to send your people over into that country in mass, only to bring them back, possibly with whatever. Anyway, just just my thought. I I don't know. Uh, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Let me give you a couple of stories, and we're going to get into what what we're talking about today. The man-child, Trudeau, he's to at least never-before-used Emergency Powers Act to counter his own people as the U.S.-Canada bri- uh, bride. Ugh. See see what I'm talking about? Bridge opens. My fault. I'm going to have to correct that after the show. After they you know, went in and they took out all these guys, <clears throat> took out all the, the protesters off the bridge, they cleared that off. And you heard what, what we had yesterday, uh, where the RCMP admitted to crimes, you know, vandalizing excavators, cutting their fuel lines, filling them with foam, tearing out their filters. More than likely, I'm going to guess, as expensive as those uh, mach- as that machinery is, tens of thousands of dollars to repair them. And yet they admitted to it. So here's Trudeau. At first it was just, oh, this is just a fringe minority. And you know what? I told you yesterday, the more that they want to be tyrants, the more it's stirring up the people against them. And if Justin Trudeau is listening, they're going to be just like what Pastor Artur said. They're coming for you, dude. They're coming for you. They're only going to be nice for so long, especially if you're going to force their hand. They're only going to be nice for so long. You would be a wise young man to back off, to pull all of your mandates, to pull your threats, to pull your agents of the state salivating dogs off of them. Okay? That's the issue. And if you don't, they're going to come for you. And they're going to come for everybody who is an accomplice to you. That's just the way, if you hadn't learned anything from history, you say, were you back in this... I'm backing you resist tyranny. Yep. I am backing that you resist tyranny. And I'm backing the fact that in the West, it has been the people who have been the power behind the law and to bring justice against those who are violating it. The protesters are not violating the law. The prime minister is. He's trying to convince his people that it's the people violating the law. But it's not. It's him. This is why the people have risen up. You think they go out there and spend all their day protesting did something wrong? Their government doesn't listen to them any more than our government listens to us. And tyrants have to be dealt with. They cannot be reasoned with. They cannot, you know, you, you can't write more words, Convention of States people. You can't write words. Article, let, me, let me address that real quick, too, because I'm going to try to go in the morning down to Columbia. So I'm going to have to get stuff done late tonight, which ugh, I'm already worn out, and I've got a lot of stuff i got to cram for. Um, but I'm going to try to go down there and speak, because the Convention of States people continue to hammer our representatives wanting them to sign on to an Article 5 convention. Let me tell you something. Nowhere, 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 nowhere in history have tyrants been stopped with words. They haven't. They have to be dealt with with force, if you like the term. They do, every time. Our forefathers wrote words. They appealed to a tyrant and a tyrannical parliament. Most people forget that, too. They were behind it just as much as King George. But he's just a head figure. It's kind of like Congress is often the criminals that we fail to recognize and we point just to the head of the president. They're both involved in it. And that's got to be dealt with. Also, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. This is from our friend Suzanne Hamner. Representative Chip Roy intros HR 6649 to help service members, but service members should help themselves as well. I agree. I agree. You know, as much as... I want our veterans to be taken care of, and I know there's promises has been made to them. Uh, the fact of the matter, our Constitution doesn't even speak to that. I mean, it really doesn't. And again, I go back to, boy, if, you know, the feds weren't stealing us blind, 
of our livelihood, the people would take care of the vets. Many of them do. Also, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, again from Suzanne Hamner. Biden set to send Taliban tax dollars, <laughs> taxpayer dollars. And Senator Rick Scott, uh, yeah, this guy is crooked and corrupt as they come. All you got to look at is who he put in charge of Lee County Sheriff's Office, Carmine Mercino. Yeah, you can look there. You can look at his, also his little wimpiness uh, about you know standing strong in Florida when he was governor. Yeah. Anyway. All right. SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. A father has been charged with attempted murder for defending his family from intruders who were cops. Who were cops. Uh, this is this is absolutely crazy. Yeah, well, you know what? Um, I, I if it's the same guy, uh, Bethany, um, and Bethany's saying the Convention of States guy from Michigan would like to explain it to you. He and Bradley talked about him coming on your show. Well, you know, I talked with a guy from up there. I forget the guy's name. It was a good conversation, but at the end of our con, and you know, at the end of our talk. One of the things that he said was, well, boy, you've given me a lot to think about here. Now, I don't know if he changed his tune. I, I don't know, you know, what's going on there. But I explained to him very clearly what Convention of States is doing. It is hiding behind a skirt. It wants to act like it's doing something when it's doing nothing. Okay? And and I shared with him uh, some of the other things with... Um, uh, you know, things that we've done down through history. I've shared with him some of the articles that we put out, specifically by Publius Holda. Um, and she's the one who keeps me aware of what things are going on here in South Carolina. And uh, so that's why we're going we're gonna to try to go and uh, speak at the State House tomorrow, or at least attend and give support to those who do. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy to have any Convention of States people on. If you know any of them, Look, I've I've spoken against Michael Ferris. He's in the he was in the room down here in South Carolina. Uh, several other guys who were for a convention of states, and I've shown where their flaw is. Uh, I've dealt with uh, a gentleman who is an NRA dis- instructor over here in North Carolina. They wanted me to come and debate him at a, a Tea Party rally or Tea Party meeting um, some years back. Happy to do that. The point is, they think Article 5 is to deal with tyranny. It is not. It's to deal with flaws in the Constitution. That's a whole different thing. That assumes people actually want to obey the law, and they say, hey, there's a mistake here, and we need to clear that up. It is not to deal with tyranny. You don't deal with tyranny by writing words that they're already trampling on, and in some cases infringing on your rights. Uh, we did the show on the Convention of States guy. He's one of the legal advisors, and he's already signed on to a brand new constitution. And we're going to talk about the Second Amendment today. He's already signed on to that. And he goes down the road of whittling away the rights that you have that are clearly, expressly said in the Second Amendment. The right to keep him bare arms of any kind, I mean, that's the implication, shall not be infringed. Whereas what he's signed on to is, well, what's popularly used. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if the state develops weapons that are superior to yours, you don't get to get those because they're not popularly used. But they think that that somehow is following the Supreme Court. Well, you know what? The Supreme Court gets it wrong so many times. We shouldn't listen to them. Just just telling you. Just telling you. SonsLibertyMedia.com. Ron Paul, Ukraine crisis, a nightmare caused by U.S. intervention, interventionism? Yeah, it, it absolutely is. And it's a diversion from what's going on here. Now, I bring some, some of the stuff about Canada because I think it's important. I think it's encouraging to us as Americans to do the same thing, following the same path. Okay. But this stuff going on with Russia and the Ukraine and stuff, I'm going to tell you, I don't think it's any of our business. You can say, oh, well, you're just, you're not American, and you don't this, that, and the other, and you don't understand that. Okay, maybe I don't, you know. I'm just, I'm just telling you what I think. These guys go, and um, they're diverting our attention from what they're doing here. That's what they're doing. Nothing more, nothing less. 
and it's to get our eyes off of the tyrants we have in our backyard. I don't need to worry about Ukraine. I don't need to worry about Russia. They're over across the other side of the earth. Okay? What about the guys who are doing things to us right now in our own country? See, they want to divert our attention. That's what they want to do. Last one, sonsoflibertymedia.com. So you want gun control. Here's a little history lesson. Now, this is from uh, Bradley's son, his oldest son, Sam. And, uh, yeah, you want to check this out. It's, it's pretty good. Sam has, Sam has really grown, not just physically <laughs> since I've known him. But uh, in his writing, he's become really, really good. Far better than I am. I mean, he can keep a thought <laughs> and stick with it right there. And, uh, and it's great. Now, here's what I want to do. I want to touch on some of this stuff with the Second Amendment because a lot of that goes on. Uh, my son, R.C., what he does, and you saw him when we did the, the Chick-fil-A protest. Uh, he was the camera guy there. Uh, R.C. does all the postings on our gun site, which is gunsinthenews.com. And there's been some of late about Joe Biden and Beto O'Rourke, and there's, there's several things. I may not even get to all of them here this morning. But here we've got uh, Joe Biden... And, um, he, he, I mean, the guy is, he, he's, he's just a liar. I mean, how do you, there, there's no other way to say it. Okay. Take a look at, um, what we've got here from guns in the news. It says it has become axiomatic that when we write about Joe Biden commenting on guns, we will be reporting that he has uttered something patently false. That's exactly right, just like all these guys do. And by the way, I even hate using the term gun control. I think it's a bad term because what it really is is gun confiscation. Everything that gun control says that it is is directed at taking somebody's guns for one reason or another, whether it's Donald Trump's red flag laws, whether it is... um, you know, wanting to ban, quote-unquote, assault rifles uh, or an assault weapons ban like Feinstein had, which basically bans everything, including pistols that are semi-automatic. Basically, you can carry a Derringer or you can carry maybe a revolver. You could possibly carry that. Uh, But anything else, no, we don't need those weapons of war on the street because we got those in the hands of our agents of the state, right? The police. You see how that's being set up? Just so you know, they're fine with their guys having it, which leads me to a little... Uh, beef that I have with uh, the cops down here, or the, 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 the sheriff's deputies, when you go into the courthouse down here in the county I'm in. Because they want you to make sure you don't have any guns, knives, you got to leave your phone out here, you can't go in the court, and all this other stuff. And it's like, but they can have them, and they can have them in the court. And the obvious thing that's missing there has somebody not thought through well maybe you got a disgruntled sheriff's deputy maybe one of the judge ticked them off or maybe somebody in the courtroom has you know upset them what's going to keep them from snapping and they've got a gun and nobody else does what happened to not only the u.s constitution but the south carolina constitution which is written verbatim as far as the the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed Oh, we got to do that because we got to make sure it's safe in here. Well, then why do you why why are three or four of you guys standing around me? You got guns on and tasers and all kinds of other stuff. Is anybody getting the point that I'm making here? Yeah, okay, just making sure. So it says, in fact, there are usually several things that he gets completely wrong, and often the things he gets wrong are things he repeatedly gets wrong, <laughs> and it's not just us or others in the pro-gun community who are calling out the president for being wrong when it comes to guns, laws, or even our nation's history, even some of the legacy media who generally have no love for the Second Amendment simply cannot let Biden's ridiculous statements go unchallenged. Biden recently went to New York City for a gun violence task force meeting seeking to exploit the deaths of two police officers to push his agenda, and as we would expect, he lied. The article goes on to say, some may consider it a bit harsh to accuse Biden of lying rather than saying he misspoke, had bad information, or just committed another one of his ubiquitous gaffes that have have become standard fare for his public appearances. But it can only be considered a gaffe if it is one-time mistake. That's exactly right. He's consistently attacking the Second Amendment while saying he supports it because he has a Beretta. 
and you should use a double-barrel shotgun. That ought to take care of any criminals. Well, it ain't about that. Again, any Second Amendment organization, any person who says they support the Second Amendment, if they don't support the Constitution of Militia, which is a part of that amendment, they're not a true Second Amendment supporter. Okay? This isn't about just, it definitely isn't about hunting. And it isn't about just taking care of the criminals who might attack you or your family or your neighbor. This is about securing a free state. That has nothing to do with the common criminal. I mean, it may have a part to do with that, but that's a very small on the totem pole. This is about fighting criminal politicians who are using agents of the state, that's cops, or the military, to fight against the people. Okay? That's what that's about. Go back and read your history as to where this comes. I'll put up the article that I have about the British coming for the guns and our for, what our forefathers did. And I give you the examples of what went on in Massachusetts. And we've done a whole show on that. So while using the tragic deaths of two New York's a city's finest to try to revive his push to eliminate our rights to keep and bear arms, Biden revived a false argument he has used several times. Quote, we talk like there's no amendment that's absolute. Biden claimed, when the Second Amendment was passed, it didn't say anybody can own a gun and any kind of gun and any kind of weapon. No, it was very clear. They didn't list a specific weapon because they meant all arms. And they weren't going to limit those arms. And it was expressly cleared that the right of the people to keep and bear those any kind of arms shall not be infringed. It's pretty clear for anybody who has a the slightest bit of reading comprehension. Okay? So he says, it didn't say anybody can own a gun, any kind of gun, any kind of weapon. Well, it didn't say you could be talking either. It didn't say the press could be writing lies the way they do. Yet you don't have a problem with that. You couldn't buy a cannon in when the this the this amendment was passed. Oh yes, you could. Lots of people had them. And the people went and got them when the British were coming. And that's that old phrase that Paul Revere uttered. What were they coming for? They were coming for the arms. They were coming for the cannons. They were coming for the rifles or the muskets. Let me change that. The muskets, the pistols, the black powder, anything that could be used to fight against the tyrants. That's what they were coming for. Just so people understand. Wasn't the British are coming to occupy. They were coming to take their weapons. Which was a form of occupation. They were already doing it anyway. And you can read about some of these things that are here. I want to I want to touch on several things, though, while we're talking about this. Not only could the people buy or even make their own cannons, uh, as uh, you know, Joey is saying, they could do so after it was ratified, and continue to be able to do so today. I've thought about that. I, I'd like to have, you know, we had uh, Doctor. <laughs> Erwin Lutzer, uh, not Erwin Lutzer, uh, Edwin Vieira on. And uh, when I told him, I said, yeah, I'd love to have a howitzer. <gasps> you would love, and look, he's pro-Second Amendment guy. Hey, you want to have a howitzer? Man, you got to have like 18 people to run it. I said, then what's the worry? I'm just one guy. <laughs> what's the concern? You know? What, why are you worried about that? You see, this this affects everybody. They're thinking, oh, you're, you're going to do something awful and terrible. Come on, man. I've shown no evidence of wanting to do something terrible to somebody. Just never had that. So the, the people could do that. Um, and now there are certain laws in place that want to restrict you from owning a cannon. And they're pretended laws because they undermine the quote-unquote law of the land. And look, I, uh, yeah. you know what I think about that. The Bible is superior to that, and the Bible doesn't limit me in the arms that I have. It doesn't. God doesn't restrict that. Okay? And we're, we're going to talk a little bit about that in just a minute. 
But they continue to lie, and I've got several of these uh, several of these articles here at GunsInTheNews.com where where this is this is what's pointed out um, that they're lying about what they're doing, and they use these tragedies in the words of Rahm Emanuel because they don't want to let a good crisis go to waste, do they? Then we have uh, you remember um, Biden's best friend, old Beto Beto O'Rourke. Mm-hmm. Uh, check this out. This comes from an article called Don't Believe Beto. Again, this is at gunsandnews.com. The clown prince of American politics is back in the headlines. During a campaign stop in Tyler, Texas, Democrat gubernatorial... You you ever thought about that? (laughs) It's not gubernatorial or governatorial with a V. It's goober. (laughs) You know, goober like uh, Gomer Pyle goober. I always thought that was kind of interesting. I probably need to look that up and kind of see what that term actually deals. Anyway, gubernatorial candidate Robert Francis Beto O'Rourke. I mean, he was Antifa before Antifa was uncool, right? Shared his new position on firearms, and it is a new one for him. According to the noted gun confiscation proponent, he's no longer hell-bent on grabbing guns. The failed presidential candidate told those gathered, I'm not interested in taking anything from anyone. What I want to make sure that we do is defend the Second Amendment. Okay, look. Anybody remember this from the 2020 presidential run? Anybody remember this little guy right here? El Paso is your hometown. Some on this stage have suggested a voluntary buyback for guns in this country. You've gone further. You said, quote, Americans who own AR-15s and AK-47s will have to sell them to the government, all of them. You know the critics call this confiscation. Are you proposing taking away their guns, and how would this work? I am. If it's a weapon that was designed to kill people on a battlefield. Every weapon is designed to kill people. You can use a pencil, man. The high-impact, high-velocity round, when it hits your body, shreds everything inside of your body because it was designed to do that so that you would bleed to death on a battlefield and not be able to get up and kill one of our soldiers. When we see that being used against children, and in Odessa, I met the mother of a 15-year-old girl who was shot by an Mm AR-15, and that mother watched her bleed to death over the course of an hour because so many other people were shot by that AR-15 in Odessa. He's getting animated. There weren't enough ambulances. He's getting animated. In time. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. We're not going to allow it to be used against our fellow Americans anymore. Okay. All right. So, okay. So this is, that's Beto. All right. Now, stop and think about something. Here's the people he didn't include. Agents of the state. Oh, they're on the battlefield. Blah, blah, blah. Doesn't make a mention of the fact that I have numerous, numerous, and there are plenty more than what we can carry, of cops who use AR-15s to murder people. Murder. Not not stop them. Murder them. And you guys remember the guy? I think he was out in uh, New Mexico. It might have been Arizona or whatever. You got that little Nazi cop. He goes into a hotel with an AR-15. Okay? The man who's with some woman who's not his wife has his, has his air pistol stuck out the window, didn't shoot anybody or anything. They come in. They get a call about it. They come in. They get this guy crawling on the floor. He's like, I don't know, 20 feet from the cop. The cop's making him crawl. Don't put your hands on it. The guy's pants are practically falling down because they're too loose for him. If you put your hands back on there, I'm going to shoot you. Gets halfway. So he's like literally 8 to 10 feet from the guy. The guy's got a rifle on him. Not a handgun, a rifle. And kills the guy. He kills him for trying to grab his pants because they were coming down because the guy was making him crawl on the floor like a dog. And you could tell the guy had it in for him. He was going to kill him. He just had that about him. I would have just laid still. Put my hands on the back of my head and said, you can come get me. I'm not a threat to you. I'm not moving. In a situation like that, yep. But Beto doesn't make a mention of that, does he? Nope. We want to get the weapons of war off the streets out of the hands of the people, but we'll leave them in the hands of the agents of the state. See what's going on there? This guy's a little punk, too. He's a little anti-American punk. He's a traitor to his people. 
He has no business being anywhere near the White House, the Capitol building, or any other area of public service. He doesn't need to be dog catcher. Okay? He is a child in a man's body. That's Beto. And yet we're told we should believe him. I'm not interested in taking anything from anyone. Well, what did he tell you? What, what did his mouth say? See, he's, wanting to, he's, he's now wanting to appeal to the people of Texas to be their governor. He's up against Alan West, by the way. I hope we can get Alan West on. I, you know, I like Alan West for a lot of things. There are some things that I don't really care for, but I like Alan West. Um, I just think sometimes, you know, when you get into politics, you should only be there for as long as it takes for you to start to get corrupt, and then you need to be out. That that's me. That's just what I'm. That's me. That's why I have no desire to be in there. Okay. Uh, but anyway, here he is. He's doing that, and now he's appealing to the people. Oh, we want to protect the Second Amendment. Oh, we want to care for these things. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay. And now we've got bipartisan gun control incoming. Okay? Um, <laughs> anytime they tell you something's bipartisan, watch out. Watch out. They're going to sneak something in on you. That's what they're going to do. Any, politi- any gun politicians from both sides of the aisle have been pushing an anti-gun version of the Violence Against Women Act. VAWA. V-A-W-A. A bill designed to appear nice on the outside, but with infringements on your rights on the inside. That's always the way these bills are done. They're written with the titles that sound like freedom and liberty, and we care about people, and we want to support the people, when really inside it's about we want to destroy you. Avala has several massive anti-gun provisions which would both which would put both men and women in a more dangerous position, one of being disarmed. Uh, gun owners of America has been fighting this anti-gun bill since 2019. They don't go away. They just keep recycling these things hoping they can push them through. And anti-gun anti-gunner congress anti-gunners in Congress are closer than ever to having it passed. This is called VAWA. Okay? It's already passed the House with tons of gun control last year. Gun confiscation. That's what I'm going to say. Gun confiscation. Look, we, we have to change the narrative. It's like everything. We don't want to call it a vaccine. We need to call it a shot. We need to call it a medical device. Or we need to call it gene therapy. Not a vaccine. Okay? And the same thing's true here. We don't need to call it gun control. We need to call it gun confiscation or gun prohibition. That's a good one to get your libertarian friends on. Gun prohibition. How did alcohol prohibition work? Not too good. And why? I'm going to tell you, it's unlawful on its face. The Bible does not prohibit alcohol. It comes through a natural process. It's not prohibited. And yet, men think that they're God. And they're holier than God, and they can come out and they can say, hmm, we're just going to prohibit that. And they do it the same thing with arms. Yep, the same thing with plants. You're exactly right. They do that. So this is, a, this is another bill that's out uh, to deal with that. And then we got the, the poll coming out from Rasmussen saying that you know, Biden pushing for these gun confiscation measures has holes all in it. Of course it has holes in it, because it's not lawful. It's not lawful. And then we've got this one. Oh, this one's great. The U.S. Senate considering criminal investigations for innocent gun owners? Yep. Washington, D.C., S-675, in case you're interested, S-675. The Nix Denial Notification Act of 2021 is gaining traction in the U.S. Senate. We urgently need your help to shut this gun control bill down. The Nix Denial Notification Act would open criminal investigations into 100% of background check denials, even though government studies show 9 out of 10 times these denials are false positives. In other words, they denied them wrongly from obtaining a gun. Passage of this language would result in criminal investigations and tens of thousands of innocent... No, it's a lot more than that. We, we know that there's... a uh, there's nearly a billion. Listen to me. They're not supposed to be keeping these records, and yet we know there's almost a billion records held by the ATF 
on those looking to purchase or purchasing guns. It's not tens of thousands. It's millions. Law-abiding Americans for the non-crime of being denied a gun purchase by a broken background check system each year. And by the way, in case you're wondering, I reject a background check system for anybody. And here's why. If we were dealing justice to the lawless, you don't need it. You don't need it. If somebody in, in, in the worldview of the, of the person who has the prison system, by the way, there's a guy, he's a friend, he pops in on, on my page sometimes, and he wants to talk about this stuff about, oh, you need to follow my thing so we can stop the tyranny and we can, we can fund the government with this. So I got his stuff of what he had, and here's what he, here's what he wants to do. He wants to take criminals who are in our prison system, unlawfully anyway, the Bible, God never, never commanded a prison system. Never. Does the Bible talk about prison? Yep, sure does. It acknowledges that it was existing in the Gentile world in the Roman Empire. Paul was in prison. Peter was in prison. John was in prison. All kinds of people were in prison. Jesus acknowledged that it was there, and he taught parables from that. But God never commanded a prison system. He acknowledged it was there. But he didn't give his thumbs up to it and say, boys, way to go. That's not, what it, that's not what it is. He never commanded it. And this guy says, oh, well, we can take care of the tax system by having the criminals work for companies making products, and then the profits of those products go to pay for the government. What does that sound like to you? Hmm? I'll give you three guesses, and the first two don't count. It's fascism. That's what that is. And yet this guy has the audacity to tell people, God showed me this. This came from God. No, it did not. It came from the devil. Okay? Just so we're clear. It comes from the devil. It doesn't come from God. And then he wants to have families come in with the the criminals and spend the night there so they can have family time together. No, you need to abolish it. Well, we can't do that, Tim. You know we have to have incrementalism. Are you a progressive? Is that what you are? No. You shut it down. Learn from somebody who is 12 years old. King Josiah. He brought the book of the law. He had it read to him. He was cut to the heart about what was going on in Israel, and he tore down all the high places. That's the places of worship of false gods. He said, we're not going to do that here. God says that we're not to do it. We're not going to do it. He wasn't progressive and said, we need to do this over a course of, you know, 10, 20 years, something like that. Uh Uh-uh. Go throughout the land and turn them all down. We don't want to make God our enemy, and we have made him our enemy. And listen to me, America, and any other country out there who's listening. The one enemy you don't want is God. Not only is he omnipresent and omnipotent and all-knowing, but he can mete out justice for the violation of his laws. He can do it. He doesn't need an army to do it, although sometimes he uses armies to do that. And sometimes he uses wicked rulers in doing that. This leads to something else. The unconstitutional ATF. Now, a friend over at uh, High Impact Flicks, uh, Brian, he spoke about this. This came out, this was a tweet that came out from the ATF. It's, if you haven't seen this, what do you say? This is the same organization involved with Waco, involved with Ruby Ridge, attacks on American people that they had no evidence at all that there was a crime being committed or any of this stuff. And they have untold numbers of people who've been killed under their watch. And that's not even including Operation Fast and Furious. They were heading that thing up too. Not one person's been brought to justice over it. Not one. But plenty of people have been moved up the line, not only with the ATF, but the FBI too. I'm going to play this... uh, it's a longer video. It's about 14 minutes, but I'm going to play a shorter, you know, from the middle on where he talks about what the FB or what the ATF recently tweeted out for Valentine's Day. Check this out. Now let's go ahead and talk about this. 
tweet by the ATF, and it's unbelievable, but it's still up. Let me check. Is it still up? Yes, it is still up. Here is what the ATF just tweeted out a couple hours ago. Valentine's Day can still be fun even if you broke up. Do you have information about a former or current partner involved in illegal gun activity? Let us know and we'll make sure it's a Valentine's Day to remember. And then they put their, in, in the original tweet, they actually put their, yeah, there you go. They actually put their, their phone number. In other words, give us a call. We'll send out a group of our trained tax cattle funded mercenaries to butts down your ex-partner's door, flashbang their kids and pets and possibly end their life while holding them at gunpoint for hours. Call now before midnight tonight. Psychological operators are standing by. That's that might as well be what they said. And then they put this little meme right here. Got an ex who buys or sells guns illegally. We know about illegal gun sales. Don't you ATF? We would love to meet and treat them to a Valentine's Day surprise. It's, this is like, hey, call us. We'll swat them for you. This is literally the ATF giving you their phone numbers so they can swat. Hey, go ahead and swat your ex. You don't like them. You're, you, know, you, you, you broke it off on bad terms. Hey, if they're involved in anything that you suspect is illegal, we'll go ahead and swat them for you. Justin Amash says abolish the ATF. That's right. Abolish it. It says the ATF wants you to snitch on your ex so they can bust down their door and shoot their dog as a Valentine's Day surprise. These people are sick. Truly, they are sick. And they and they lack the awareness to realize even now that this is this is highly immoral. Highly immoral. The quartering says abolish the ATF. This person says, have you considered having your ex murdered by government proxy? Because if not, the ATF has a special Valentine's Day offer for you. Everybody's how how is everybody else onto this? But the ATF is not. Has the romance gone out from your relationship? Has the fire died? Let the ATF light that spark to get the flames rolling in the bedroom. Some of these people are clever in their replies. And then they have they the, really the flames of the uh, of Waco to make the point. The ATF needs to be abolished. This person says. This guy says, Dear ATF, I would like to report my ex, Hunter Biden, <laughs> who is involved in illegal gun activity. Happy Valentine's Day, Hunter. Signed the Second Amendment. <laughs> the Twitter, Twitter is a horrible place, but it's worth it because every once in a while you get content like this. The ATF telling people to snitch on their ex for Valentine's Day. Mm. Think about that, guys. Think about how dangerous it is to call a government agency and have anybody swatted. And yet that is exactly what the ATF is trying to encourage here. The ATF should be dismantled. I wonder, you know what? I didn't even look it up before I opened, I did this video right here, but I, how much does the ATF? It's a lot, Brian. It's a lot. <laughs> per year. <laughs> In fiscal year 2020, ATF had 5,082 employees, including 2,653 special agents. Hey, what are you? What do you? What do you do at the ATF? I'm a special agent. I'm not just a run-of-the-mill agent. I'm a special. Okay, all right. You get the idea. You get the. And some of these people's reply just are brilliant. I mean, it really is brilliant. Okay, so look, we've talked about the second. The Second Amendment is very clear. Okay, it's just it really is. It's very clear. And some people say, well, I, I, look, I can hear some Christians out there. Anytime I talk about the use of arms, they go, oh, well, we, you know, we should just love people. And Yeah, we should love people. No question about it. The use of arms should never be used out of hate. That would be a crime. That would be, we don't need hate crimes. That's like a, that's, that's an oxymoron kind of thing, right? It's not an oxymoron. It's like a double, it's double saying something. Hate and crime go together. Hate involves lawlessness or breaking God's law, sin. So hate crime is like same. It's saying the same thing. It's stupid. It's being used to manipulate the language so that they can go after people who aren't lawless. So let me, let me give you an example. For all my friends who have a problem with the use of arms, um, you know, defending your your home, defending your neighbors, securing a free state, as the Second Amendment talks about. Do you have a problem with Abram? You know, Abraham, before he was Abraham. Do you have a problem with that guy? 
There's a story in Genesis chapter 14. And in that, the kings, <clears throat> it's kind of interesting. <laughs> it's, when spring comes around, it's time for the kings to go to war. It's just, okay, everything's out. We're out of the winter. It's time to go to war. So all the kings gather, and they're fighting. The Bible tells us that during that fight, they took Abram's nephew, Lot. Now, you remember Lot, right? He's the guy who departed from Abram when they were looking at land, and he went down into the area of Sodom and Gomorrah, right? That Lot. They took him. One of the guys escaped. He came and told Abram. This is from Genesis chapter 14, verse 13. He told Abram the Hebrew, for he dwelt in the plain of Mamre, the Amorite, brother of Eshcol, and brother of Aner. And these were confederate with Abram. And when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants. Hmm. Hmm. Abram had trained servants. What does that mean? They were trained in war. They weren't trained to just be servants in the, in the homestead that Abram had. And by the way, you'll notice here he's called a Hebrew because of where he comes from. is isn't about his race, it's about where he comes from. Just like Jewishness is not about race, it is about a religion. Okay, That's what it's about. It's not about a race. Because guess what? Some of the people of Abram's house were not his quote-unquote family, and when I'm saying family, they weren't his bloodline. They were a part of his family. They just weren't part of his bloodline. And he had hundreds of them, too. Hundreds of servants. He armed his trained servants. Hmm. He armed them. Isn't that interesting? What did he arm them with? They didn't have AR-15s and these weapons of mass destruction, these weapons of war. Well, in those days they did. They had the weapons of war for that day. And they were armed, and they were trained. Born in his own house, 318, and pursued them unto Dan. (laughs) you got to get the picture here, okay? And we may go over just a little bit, if if at all. you got to get the picture here. You have kings who are fighting, okay? You have kings that are fighting. They take his nephew. Abram's not a king. He's just a rural redneck. Okay? Minding his own business. Got his homestead out there. And the kings take his nephew. And he gathers up his servants who have been trained. It's not like he just said, okay, we need to go through eight weeks of boot camp right quick. They've been trained while they're working in the house and in the fields. They've been trained. Why? Because he knows they have to defend what they have. And he arms them. He arms them. 318. That's how big Abram's army is. And they're well trained, by the way. And he pursues these guys unto Dan. And then, here's what we read. And he divided himself against them, he and his servants, by night, and smote them. Hmm. We're the men who would think like this today. Oh, we can't do that because the authority tells us that they're in control. And boy, if we do this, then we're violating the law. What if they kidnap your wife? What if they kidnap your kids? Does that change your mind at all, or are you still going to bow the knee to the beast? Huh? He divided against himself against them, and he and his servants by night, and smote them, and pursued them unto Haboah, which is on the left hand of Damascus. And he brought back all the goods, and also brought again his, pe- his brother Lot and his goods, and the women also, and the people. He didn't just get Lot, he brought back all the people, including the women. They took the women too. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Cherdaloam, Lamar, and the kings that were with him at the valley of Sheva 
which is the Kingsdale. We're going to continue this on. If you're on Red State Talk Radio, join us on uh, Rumble, Sons of Liberty Radio Live, or SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, top of the page. Click on the play button, and you're good to go. And uh, we'll talk to you in the morning, Lord willing. Rotten to the Core Wednesday with Lynn Taylor. See you. Okay. Welcome, everybody, coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And I just want to finish this up because there's a point that I want to make here. So this king of Sodom comes out, and he meets him. And then we have verse 18. And Melchizedek. How many of you guys have heard of Melchizedek? Huh? He's mentioned several times in the Bible, Old and New Testament. And Jesus is said to be of the priesthood of Melchizedek. In other words, Melchizedek is a priest, but he wasn't, he came before the, the Aaronic priesthood, okay? Melchizedek, king of Salem, and for those of you who don't know, who are learning, I know there's, there's many who are, you know, new believers and stuff, so I don't want to, if I gloss over something and I see your message in the chat, I'll try to answer it as best I can. <clears throat> but Melchizedek is the king of Salem. Now, what does that sound like to you? Because it's right. He's the king of what will be Jerusalem, okay? Look at what he did. He brought forth bread and wine. Now, where have we seen that at? Oh, that's right. We see that. We see that all through the Old Testament, bread and wine. And we're not talking about grape juice, by the way. We are talking about fermented drink, right? He brings that out. And where have we seen it again? Where is the most significant place we see the bread and the wine? That's right. We saw it at the Last Supper. The bread is taken. This is my body that's broken for you. Right? We see the wine in the cup, and he says, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, given for many. Okay? So who's Melchizedek a a picture of? Well, he's a picture of the Lord Jesus. And he comes out, and this is what we see here. This again is chapter 14 of Genesis, verse 18. Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. Check that out. Check that out. He's a king and he's a priest. Now, we have talked about the fact that the king, the civil sphere, is separate, at least in the realm of men, from the priesthood, right? One is dealing with the spiritual, one is dealing with the civil, okay? Here we've got a king who's dealing, dealing in both. That's a picture of Christ. The government shall be upon his shoulders, right? The one who has redeemed men from all tribes, tongues, peoples, and nations. The government is going to be on his shoulders. It is on his shoulders. It's not going to be out in the future. It will, it will. It'll continue to be that. It's already on his shoulders. This is why all men must bow their knee to Christ They must kiss the son lest he be angry with them, Psalm 2, and they perish in the way. So here he comes out, and I want you to notice what happens. He comes with bread and wine, and he blessed him. That's Abram. He blessed Abram and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. Again, for those of you who... You know, send me your your crap because you don't have any discernment. You send me all your Pentateuch and the Antichrist, Mark of the Beast stuff, all this stuff, and you don't focus on the Christ. I'm going to tell you, what does it say there? The Most High God, possessor of what? Heaven and earth. Sounds just like what Jesus said. All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Sounds just like what we're supposed to be praying your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is The devil's not in charge of things. He's not. Don't believe that lie. I don't care how wicked men are. I, I don't care how the wicked their schemes are. The devil is not in control. He is not in authority. Christ is in authority. And so here's what he says. <clears throat> Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand, and he gave him tithes of all. What does that mean? It means 
Melchizedek blessed Abram, and Abram brought to the front the spoils that they had gotten from the kings when they defeated them and got back their people, and he offered him a tenth of that. He offered him a tithe, Melchizedek. Now, we don't know if Abram knew Melchizedek from before or whatever the case may be, but he paid homage to him in giving him a tithe. And the king of Sodom, this different guy, said unto Abram, Give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. And Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up mine hand unto the Lord, the Most High God, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take from a thread even to a shoe latchet, and that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou should say, I have made Abram rich. Save only that which the young men have eaten, and the portion of the men which went with me, Aner, Eschol, and Mamre, let them take their portion. In other words, when you go to battle, there's spoils to be gained. Okay, there are. But Abraham is taking the high road. Okay, fine. I don't want you to ever say that I'm rich because of you. But as for my men here who led the fight, they're due a payment. Now, let me ask you something. Your average pastor in the American church, is this how he thinks? If his people were being rounded up and confiscated, remember what we saw up in Canada? Not just with Pastor Artur, mainly they were picking on him. But the other church, um, I think it was called Grace Church, uh, and the pastor was arrested, and then the Nazis came in and they surrounded the church, and they were going after the people who were coming to church. Remember that? How many pastors would have trained their people first and foremost, not just in the Word of God, but they would have trained them tactically, would have gathered them together and went down to where the people were being held unlawfully and got them back. Oh, Tim, you're talking violence. And it's a, yep, that's right, I am. I am. What, what Jesus told us to love our, our enemies. Yes, he did. He absolutely did. And yet at the same time, is there not something within us as people who are made in the image of God who do the same thing that Abram did? And where are those men who have that courage to do it? I was asking my pastor about this. Other, I said, where, where are the men when these kind of things happen? To, you know, where are they at to do these kinds of things? I've asked other men, where are the men at who do what needs to be done in the face of tyrants? And understand, when you read the Bible, Christianity was in its infancy, if you will. It wasn't always supposed to be like what it is there. Yeah, is the world going to hate us? Yep, they're going to have all that kind of stuff. All the, those principles still stand. We're to love our enemies, no question about it. But when we're dealing with tyranny in such a fashion, God has given the church all the tools it needs, and we're to be those who stand against the tyrants. We are. It is a mercy. You know, uh, my pastor said it right. I don't like the, the term common grace either, because not everybody has grace. But I'll tell you this, I would change it to say it is a mercy to the people of God and to the world at large that he restrains men from sin. It is a mercy to the people that he restrains sinners from being as sinful as they could be. Can you imagine if God removed his restraining power in the law and of his spirit in the world? Can you imagine what men would be like? Can you imagine what even maybe good friends that you have who might be unbelievers would be like if he removed his restraining power? Oh, it would be a terrible place. It would be a perilous place. And yet, what do we see Abram doing here in this passage? We see him arming his servants. We see him training them. 
to where they can go up against kings and their armies. Hmm. Where you see a church doing that. I want to be a part of a church that does that. Not because I, I'm high testosterone or anything. In fact, probably I'm pretty low testosterone. <laughs> I'm 53. I get tired very easily now. The fact of the matter is, we have to be men and women of God who are willing to do what God has called us to do. The psalmist would write about, you know, bless me. You've trained my hands for war. Now, look, it's true. The New Testament says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. And I'm not saying that every little thing that we have requires that we pick up arms and we, you know, go to battle that in a carnal fashion. I'm not saying that at all. There are times for that, though. There are times for it, okay? But the fact of the matter is, the majority of our time, it is with our words. We are tearing down the strongholds, these things in our mind that bind us away from God. They keep us from the Christ, and we're to tear down those things. So our weapons are not carnal in that, in that, in that fashion. And as a result... Once we tear them down, we're to take every thought, what? Captive unto Christ. So instead of those thoughts being captive to the enemy, like what Lot was to the kings of the day, you tear down their strongholds, you bring out the prisoners, and you take those thoughts captive unto Christ. Why? Because he's worthy of it. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain from the foundation of the world. He has redeemed us with His blood of people out of every tribe, tongue, people, and nation. He is worthy of that. And I'll end with this. Christian, those of you who name the name of Christ, do you have that perspective? I don't care if you're American or Canadian or Russian or Zimbabwe New Zealand, Australia, African, what if you name the name of Christ, do you have this mindset in you? To stand against those who are lawless? Do you have that? If you don't, there's probably a need for repentance in that area. Because this is a demonstration of love as well. It really is. Anyway, you guys have a great day. 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. By the way, when, when I'm talking about these things and I'm pointing out Melchizedek as a picture of Christ, I'm calling you to Christ. Repent of your sin. Be reconciled unto God. And you'll be blessed. Bradley be on at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. SonsofLibertyMedia.com. And again, we'll be back in the morning, Lord willing, with Lynn Taylor for Rotten of the Core Wednesday. And we'll talk to you then. See ya.